Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. Today is episode number 40. And since it's Father's Day, my husband and I are going to talk about your heavenly father and the goodness of God. And that's something that is such an important topic, and it's key to understanding the true nature of God and receiving his love so that you can have the life that he created for you. And we'll talk about some scriptures that you are, are probably real familiar, but might be a little different perspective for you. So grab a notebook and pen because it's something that I believe you'll want to take notes on and questions that may arise with your personal relationship with Father God. And in the meantime, too, I have a free gift for you. If you go to my website, lauriksnyder.com, I have a free guide called confidently hearing God's voice. And it's a free PDF that will help you position yourself to hear God with confidence. And that's also going to help you grow deeper in your personal relationship with him. I will have that in the show notes, but uh, I would love for you to have that. All right, here we go. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. Well, friends, today is Father's Day, and I have my husband here, and we're going to talk about the Father's love and... I just want to say welcome back, Fred. Yep. Hey, always good to be here, Lori. And this is a good topic, actually, by the way. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people really kind of struggle um, from a belief perspective in how they think God views them. And today I just want to touch on a few points that may enlighten some people into how really good God is. And... um, and you know, really set some people free, and um, and uh, really want to get people to a place where they view God, you know, a little differently than maybe some of their past experience with um, either fatherly figures or uh, uh, really figures of any type of authority. Mm-hmm. I may have had uh, negatively on them, but you know, just really want to want to talk about how good God is and how much how much He loves you, and and really just really want to start there and really want to talk about that today. Yeah. And this is such an important topic because it was really what caused the transformation in our lives when we got an understanding of God's love, of his true nature, and then to receive that love. And and I think so often we are trying to prove to God how much we love him by doing things. But in Galatians 5, 6, it says faith works through love and you can't give away what you don't have an understanding of. And so it says freely receive, freely give. So let's dive into this because I know that you've got a lot of things on your heart and I, uh, I look forward to having this conversation with you. Well, you know, the first thing that really comes to mind and, and you know, I, I always have to go back to where I started from and to where I'm at, not, not saying that I've made it or know all things, but, you know, I always looked at, you know, growing up, um, coming from an athletic family and, 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 you know, I always felt there was a demand to perform. Mm-hmm. And, 
And there was, I mean, just point blank. And, and I think that's pretty much natural of most families and most parents or people in authority and from a humanistic standpoint is they put a demand on you to do some, to either live up to an expectation, perform to an expectation, uh, to have a, an, an expected result. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what really was a life changer for me was um, God puts no demand on me for performance. Uh, it, he has things for me to do and he wants me to do them and he, so I could grow and thrive and, and, and so he could lead me into this walk of faith that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, he doesn't put this demand on me like I thought he did, this demand to live right, to do right, right. to be good, to not um, do all these things. and. And, and, you know, just that from a perspective that God puts no, the only demand he actually places on people is to accept his son, Jesus Christ, in which I have, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, it's been a long journey to, of understanding, but a lot of people view God like he's just this demanding God that we have to do something, perform something from a religious standpoint. And when we fail, when you fall short, what do we do? We actually withdraw from him. Right. And, and you know, I, I just... From my perspective, you know, you, you always have to check your heart on stuff Stuff like that is, oh, God's frustrated me because I did this. Well, you have to understand something. We did the study on the on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit doesn't see you that way. He doesn't see your mistakes. He doesn't count the sin against you because it's all covered under the under under the blood. And and but you know, if you if you actually go to Luke um, chapter fifteen. Um, you have three ma- three major parables about how God views you. You have the lost sheep, okay? You have the parable of the lost coin, where a widow loses a coin and basically cleans her whole house looking for it and finds it. Or the lost sheep, where the one is lost and the shepherd leaves the flock and goes and finds one. Leaves the 99. And the 99, mm-hmm. right. And so, well, and then you have the prodigal son. And in every one of these instances what i think jesus is actually trying to say in these parables he's trying to tell you exactly how much god loves you and what's really remarkable if you actually go to verse 7 in chapter 15 it says i say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance now if you go back to if you go back to 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 john and study the holy spirit what's the sin is he talking about of not believing in not Jesus. As correct. And, and and if you go and understand what repentance truly is, by the example John the Baptist set forth in the desert, repent for the kingdom is at hand. The repentance isn't about your behavior. The repentance is about believing on Jesus and believing on the love and who the Father truly is. Mm-hmm. And that is the true repentance, because it says in, in Romans um Two four, it's the goodness of God that leads one to repent. Okay, so that right there shaped, shaped my entire belief system. Reading these parables, understanding what John was saying, and understand what Paul says in Romans about the goodness of God. It and it screams that in Scripture. Yeah. And I tell you, life follows focus. And when you focus and you repent and you know and you repent and you and you move from a belief system of a father that puts a demand on you versus a righteous standing by faith in Jesus and the blood and the Holy Spirit, you know, it shifts, it shifts your focus from a perform, trying to perform your way out of a, a bad behaviors into a focus of following God. Mm-hmm. And when you follow God, 
Okay, it's the grace. The grace of God allows you to start walking in a rightful way. And and and, and I just want to say, God is so good. The Father is so good. He's not like human father. Right. Okay. He's so far beyond that. And and I just want people to 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 start moving in a direction where they repent of wrong beliefs of the Father, because when you repent of that un, that either unbelief or a wrong perspective, it opens your heart up to Him. And then when that heart is opened up to him and the Holy Spirit is when you can start receiving. And when you start receiving, you start believing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing. hearing by the Word of God. What this does, it opens up your heart to hear and you move toward faith. And, and the, the bad behaviors or wrong thinking will, will tend to actually be minimized and shrink and move, move away from you because you're actually seeing things correctly. Right. There's so much right there, but I want to, before we continue on with those thoughts, I want to go back to what you talked about with repent, because a lot of times the first thing that uh, someone thinks about when they think of repent means they've got to confess their sins. Repentance means change direction, change the way you think. And if you keep it that simple, it helps you understand, oh, I was believing a lie. I repent of believing a lie. So I change direction. I change away from the lie. I move away from the lie and I move to the truth. I change that direction. I change the way I think. And so that is such a, a key component because John the Baptist was talking to the Jews and telling them, change the way you think about how the Savior's coming and, you know, and so forth. I don't want to get into that, but the love of the Father. And, you know, I go back to one of the main reasons Jesus came was to reveal the Father to us. And in Romans uh, 8.15, it says, The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. And, you know, that adoption is so important that we're um, in Ephesians 1, you know, you can camp out in Ephesians 1 because it's talking about our position in Christ, that we are accepted in the beloved and that word accepted, you know, I did a whole teaching on that in, um, in one of my previous podcasts, that means highly favored, just as Mary was highly favored to be chosen to bear Jesus and that is how we are. We're adopted into that sonship. Yeah, well, the prodigal son is a perfect example of the story of sonship. Uh, you know, here, you know, many of us do, do not understand how much God loves us or how good he is. Right. And, you know, if you actually go look at the prodigal son when he walked away and he and did all these bad things, riotous living, squandered his, half his dad's wealth, right. had nothing, came back. He actually really didn't know who his father truly was, the goodness of the depths of the right. of, of his father as well. I mean, he comes back and he's asking just to become a slave. Right. I mean, I mean, so he didn't he didn't have his view of his father was very wrong. Right. And 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 I think I think that's a very important part to let the people to know if this kid can squander how many fathers in the in the from an earthly perspective would do that right. i don't know that that's a case-by-case -case basis i'm not sure but in this case it's very clear 
through the parable that Jesus brought, how much his father loved his kids, no matter what he did. Mm -hmm. He was willing to bring them back into the family, into the fold, and rejoiced over it. Just like the lost sheep, he rejoiced over it. Just like the coin, the widow rejoiced over it. You know, and in the parable, in cha- and in the 15, the, the parables in chapter 15 of Luke, Jesus just happened to talk about repentance. Mm-hmm. Well, why would he san- san- sandwich a verse about repentance in the middle of these three parables? It's not sin-based, but what he's trying to talk about. Correct. He's trying to get you, based sandwiching in with these parables, to get you to realize how good the Father was right. and Father is. Right. And uh, even to take that one one step far, farther, if you look and, and you look at the ministry of Jesus, and you look how he was compassionate, he ate and drank with sinners. He was always with tax collectors. Um, uh, you know, he was always with the people that the needed outcasts and... the outcast. I mean, I mean, he was, and they they flocked to him because he was light, love, light, and love, light, and life, and he didn't judge them. He didn't, right? Because again, the goodness of God, the goodness of Jesus, led people to Jesus, right. not the religious-minded, right. but the normal people like us. Right. And many of those people, like Matthew, was a tax collector. Right. It was the goodness of Jesus that turned Matt. Right. Matthew. Right. Right. <laughs> I have a brother named Matt. I'm used to calling Matt Matthew Matt. <laughs> Read Matt chapter. <laughs> Anyways, and when it really gets down to, you look at the ministry of Jesus, and then in in John chapter 14, the disciples are saying, "Hey, show us the Father." And right. he says, "Wait, how long have I been with you?" Yeah. Because him and the Father are one. Right. And if you look at the kindness, the gentleness, and the compassion and the love of Jesus, that's who your father is i mean that's he is the same as that i mean he's the same character the same love the same compassion the same humility the same everything and and it's and so you know a lot of times we look at god from a perspective of an earthly father right and what jesus is trying to show you is it is is he's a he's he's set apart and he's holy yeah. But he's in it, but he, and he's good. So that's what I want to say is how yeah. good he truly is. Well, and we sing about you know we, the popular song "You're a Good Good Father," and we sing about it. But what I have found, and I've mentored hundreds of of women and and some men too. Those really are words that we love to sing, and we we know in our head that he's good, but in our heart, there still has to be some healing and transformation to take place because. The majority of the people that have a hard time trusting God, they don't understand the love of the Father. They don't have an encounter that causes that revelatory experience with the unconditional love of God. And that's... Go ahead. Too good to be true, right? It really is. I mean, in their mind, and that's the gospel means almost too good to be true good news of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. And it always comes back to what has Jesus done in his finished work, his performance, like you said at the very beginning, not our performance. We're just called to believe, and then we have to receive. See, for so long, we were trying to strive to achieve, but in God's kingdom, we believe and receive. Well, our our theology was completely 
upside down because we were so focused on dealing with our sin that we didn't even bother learning who God the Father really was. Well, we had a punitive view of God. Correct. I'm a sinner saved by grace type stuff, and all I do is try, 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 try. Whereas, you know, when you, you know, it says the, the, the law of sin is the law of sin and death. And, you know, if you focus on sin, that's what you're going to do. Right. It strengthens sin. The law right. strengthens sin. So you try not to do, do these things. But where's your focus? It's right. not on the Father. No. Yeah, you're. It's always on you're, you. You're, 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 you know, and and we go to church and or we do whatever we do and we pray. I blew it again, Dad, or blew it again, Father, forgive me. Well, he, he pretty much already has. Right. And a lot of people live on, live on the wrong side of the cross from that perspective, and and they think because they think of their Father as punitive, right. and so they just keep going through this. Right. It's 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 the hamster wheel type thing. Right. It's the merry-go-round. It's going around the mountain so many times. Real breakthrough comes from knowing the Father and being able to receive from Him. Right. And the only way you do that is by opening your heart to un- in in believing, repenting that He's not this punitive God. Repenting that He is good. That all things have been taken care of through Christ. And once you settle that, right. Settle that. I'm not saying you're going to make mistakes. Right. Saying that at all, but once you settle that, it's just easier to move on toward righteousness. Yeah, your focus isn't on sin, and it's not on your behavior or doing the disciplines to become something. No, it's from that position of righteousness, and we talked about this in one of our previous episodes. Awake to righteousness, and do not sin. For many do not have the knowledge of God; they don't know His true nature, and so they don't understand their position of being in Christ united with Christ. And that's why, again, I'll go back to John 14, 15, 16, and 17 as camping out in there. Jesus is talking so much about the oneness he experiences with the Father and that he's going to send us the Holy Spirit to be our helper so we can experience the God quality kind of life. And Jesus came to reveal the Father. He says, when you see him, you know, he's talking to Thomas and he's like, when you see me, you see the Father. And so going into the scriptures, and I challenge our listeners that if you are having a hard time with identifying as Father God, as a good God, as a good father, because you're, you're um, putting your earthly father or lack of that or, or lack of authority figures onto Father God, then I challenge you to read the New Testament And everywhere you see Jesus, that is the heart of the Father. Because when you see Jesus, you see the Father. And again, he came to reveal that God is so for you and that he has adopted you into sonships, not a slave. He's not the taskmaster. He's so good, and he doesn't see you in your sin once you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior because Jesus' finished work covers actually removes it, doesn't even cover it. It removes it. You have a new nature. You no longer have a sin nature. Your born again spirit isn't, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And now it's a matter of repenting, which means changing the way you think, change the direction to get into the word of God. Romans 12, 2, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, reprogramming the way you think to agree with God's thoughts. But I always say, too, it's not just renewing your mind. You have to establish your heart in the truth of God's word. So that picture on the inside of you changes to agree with God's thoughts, his truth, his way, 
his life. Yeah, you know, it's just going to take that and kind of normalize a little bit. I hope you don't mind. You know, one of the things I love about Father's Day, just, just other than the fact that it falls on my birthday and <laughs> same weekend as my birthday, so it's kind, of, it's kind of I get spoiled a little That's bit. That's right. Yeah. You so or, yeah, you get together and everybody celebrates you, right? Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's it's really neat um, in, in a way. And you know, you also have to go through life, and once you start to know how good God is, it's kind of like every day is a Father's Day. With him, it's right. just like, hey, I just want to celebrate you. Yeah. And I'm telling you one thing: if you actually develop that discipline of just uh, hanging out with him and having that conversation in prayer to celebrate him, mm-hmm. I mean, your your life will change. Yeah. It, and I'm just, I would just challenge you to, 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 to know him, to study of the word, and 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 really develop that relationship and treat every day like a Father's Day. Yeah. Because it's that very. You know, I mean, it's amazing what my kids do for me on Father's Day. They 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 tell me they they, they love me. They do things for me. They want to make sure that everything's right. <laughs> they cook for me, and and it's like, man, they actually show me a lot of love. And I'm, you know, and you know what? Treat God like it's Father's Day every day. That's yeah, good. And it's it's just a great. It's just a wonderful, even when it's rough and when you got things going on, you know, no matter what's going on that day during Father's Day, everybody gives up everything to honor somebody. Yeah. And it's, and I think it's just a good discipline to honor 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 the, our Father in Heaven every day. Treat it like Father's Day. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. So I just just an open dialogue. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I did to train the way I thought about God and and His view of me, and and again reprogrammed the way I think and establishing my heart in His kingdom ways was um, our boys were young, and um, I had to teach them about the Bible and God's ways and how to be God's son, God's child, because I was learning how to be God's daughter because I did not know that, right? And so this is where um, I started really growing. And one of my key phrases to them, and I would even say it to you, but I would say this like every day, do you want to hear how good God is? Hmm. It just became this expression. And it would always, I would even say it to strangers, and it would always catch their attention because it's something that is so different from the normal. But it's the goodness of God that causes us to draw near him, to change the way we think, to come into an agreement with his, and to have that um, life overflowing. So it doesn't just fill us up, but it flows on over to other people. Well, I, I, I remember that. You, we say that all the time. And, and you know, once once you see the God, the God working in your life and seeing all these good things coming your way, you, you by, by saying that and vocalizing it, it creates an awareness of what's going on, of how he works in your life, and and you know the more you do it, I I, I really the more you do it, actually the more it comes, right. <laughs> and yeah. the more it flows. Yeah, you know every day every day like with God, it's Christmas. He's got all these gifts for you, and he really wants you to enjoy them. But you got to see him and go get them. Yeah, every day is like Christmas with God. He right. just wants to give you all these good things. Right, but a lot of times we fail to take the time to actually recognize that there's something right in front of us, a gift right in front of us. And acknowledging him. And acknowledging him. You know, in Psalm 23, one of the things, too, that I was, that was such a, um, a powerful psalm that I meditated on and read different books, and I mean, early on, just to really get it, because I believe we all go through Psalm 23, different seasons throughout our whole life, but it says a key verse, it says, surely, certainly, without a doubt, goodness and mercy 
follow us every day, not just some days, every day of our life. So if goodness and mercy are following us, you better be looking for it. Just like the favor of God surrounds us as a shield, we've got to acknowledge it. And so one of the prayers I would pray was, Lord, open my eyes so I can see my spiritual eyes, the eyes of my understanding with my heart. So I see and recognize your goodness. And then I point that out. And for me, it was, you know, I was training our children. So we just had these great dialogues of telling on God stories. (laughs) We, We would just tell these great stories of how we saw the goodness of God that day, whether it was be through nature you know and a lot of things it was it was through nature but you know God is not a distant God so no matter if you've never had that in the natural with your earthly father and this is what I do with with um, my the people that I mentor we talk about their relationship with God because it's so important that we get our heart healed because we all have issues no matter how great our natural parents um are or were they're still flawed humans in a sense that they're not the father and so we've got to um, reprogram the way we think to agree with his so that we can have the life he desires for us i think that's a great point Lori. and um you know you just you 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 have to repent and and or many of us have to and just you know and you're always learning and you're always looking at him from a different perspective and and uh, I just really want to come on today and really talk about the goodness from the perspective of what the word has to say, how good he is mm-hmm. in the light of the goodness that leads one to change the way they think about him. Mm-hmm. And and <clears throat> the best part of life, I believe, is for listeners, the, the best part is in front of us. Yeah. And the more we the more we bring open up our hearts to God, the more we're going to receive, the more we receive, we're going to receive not only joy and all the good things but and we're just in a better place to actually um be a light into the world and 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 to um to become like him and have an impact for him and and life is much better that way and it's it's there's nothing better than having joy right and that's one of the things that um repenting and have a good a a, a biblical or a, a real understanding a true a true i'll use the word true right because God is true. You have a true understanding of who the Father is. It's a life changer. It is. It is a significant is. life changer. It was for me, and I know it was for you, and and um, I know it's for a lot of people that are going to listen to listen to the podcast. 100%. And I'll never forget when um, the, I started that journey, and the counselor, the, the professional counselor I was going to said, will you let God love you? Because I had to give him permission. And... That's a whole nother topic too. But one last point before we go, I wanted to say that the the parable of um, the prodigal son is really about the goodness of the father. Mm -hmm. And I know for many times in churches, because we've gone to a lot of churches with all of our moves, we never really heard that message about the good father. We only heard about the prodigal in his wayward ways. But that father was looking daily for his son and ran to the son from a distance. And he meets him and he puts, you know, the, the robe, robe in the ring, ring identification. and sandals and verified his, he validated his, who he truly was as a son. Yeah. And you know what? He held nothing against him. He threw him a party. 
and and he, he didn't even there was no thought of anything bit wrong he ever did. Right. He did not see the mistakes. So if you're listening and you long for that, God is right there waiting for you. He is wanting to clothe you with his righteousness, your right standing with him, and he wants to celebrate you and you just need to reach out to him and just say, I receive it. And start, in his word, start looking at the goodness of God. So, Fred, will you just pray for people today? Or Yeah, Father, I just thank you for all the people that are listening today, that they would just open up, open up their hearts to the true nature of God and the kindness and the goodness that he, would be, that he bestows upon on his children. Father, that they would receive the fullness of his grace and fullness of his mercy and the fullness of his of his wisdom i just speak that over the people hearing this and i just speak it over the people that are called to influence in jesus name amen amen well friends if this has blessed you would you please leave me a review over on apple podcasts and that helps us get more reach so other people can hear the good news of the gospel the goodness of god All right, until next time, you were created to thrive.